0: Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Dodder. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with one of our Watermark students, Miss Ella Eubanks. Hey. Glad you're here, Ella. We've met before, but we haven't spent much time together, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to know, as we typically do on the podcast in an effort to make a big church feel small, I want to know how you came to know the Lord and where you're at today. Because you walked in here (laughs) wearing scrubs and an SMU sweatshirt. And I recognized you. I thought we'd met before. So I thought, oh, this girl must be a nursing student at SMU or a nurse who went to SMU. And you are a high school student wearing scrubs because it's at the time we we're recording this, homecoming week. Yes. What's the, uh, Tell me about that first.
1: So today is career day. So like half of the school is dressed up in scrubs.
0: Because that's the easiest career to pick, or because you all want to be doctors and nurses? Because <laughs> it's the easiest. For okay. Sure. Well, you could have fooled me. <laughs> I could have started asking started asking you for medical advice, <laughs> advice, thinking you were actually a nurse. So great, great costume. Okay. Oh, thank you. On that note. You're not a nurse. You're in high school. Rewind the clock. When did you come to know the Lord? And then fast forward, tell me what He's doing in your life today.
1: I grew up in a Christian home, and my parents are amazing. They definitely, like, told me about Jesus when I was really little, and I accepted Him when I was, like, five. But I don't think I fully understood what it necessarily meant when I was five years old. It probably wasn't until COVID, like, when I was Mm. seventh, eighth grade, that I started developing a personal relationship with Jesus and learning how to read my Bible on my own. And yes, while there's definitely been like, it's definitely been fluctuating, like times where I feel like I'm in the Word like every day in like months at a time where I just feel far from God. For the most part, especially like this school year, I've tried to like stay consistent and like be disciplined in that. And like through that and like wonderful small group leaders and church and my parents and friends, I've just seen, like, how God's Word can be so fruitful and rich, and it's something I actually look forward to reading versus just feeling like a chore now.
0: I love that. That blesses my soul. What do you do for your time in the Word?
1: Um, well, so I used to always do it at night, Yeah. but recently I've tried to wake up in the morning because I just felt like it would get too late, and at that point I just wanted to go to bed. So I would wake up like 20 minutes early, and I actually read Join the Journey. Yeah, you do? Yes. So I like read that and kind of have my own takeaways, and then I read the devotional and like see how I can apply that to my life. Um and then I pray. I always write down my prayers. I feel like it's like writing a letter to God and I just feel like he's like one of my friends and not like far away in that moment. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I do that too. I write out my prayers. Uh Ella, this reminds me. This is the perfect time for a shameless plug. You are how old are you? 15. 15. You started learning how to study God's word when you were in middle school. So you're like, what would that be? 10. Oh, no, uh, older than that. Probably 12, like 13. 13 or 13 or 14. 13 14. Yeah. Okay. So this next year, for all the parents listening, we are launching Join the Journey Junior, or Journey Junior for short, because that could be a mouthful. And we are going to have a guided journal and podcast for kids so that they can start learning how to develop the habit of devoting daily in elementary school, which is super exciting. So stay tuned for more information on that. You can actually start pre-ordering those journals now, and we will drop a link in the description if that's something you're interested in. But Ella, you're currently in high school. You serve where?
1: In starting blocks.
0: In starting blocks. And do you play sports?
1: Yes, I play basketball.
0: Okay. So I've got a basketball playing, serving in the preschool ministry. Beautiful. You're 15? Mm -hmm. 15-year-old girl right in front of me who's got the same Holy Spirit in her as I do and as all the believers listening to this episode do. And I want to know, Ella, what you took from John 11, what God showed you. And I know specifically you had some thoughts around this idea of Jesus having feelings or emotions. So let's go there.
1: Yeah, so John 11:35, the shortest verse in the Bible, um is just simply that Jesus wept. From this, it really hit me that Jesus also has sadness and um he has feelings just like we do because he was fully God and fully human. So that just helped me like remember that our feelings are always real and um they're like validated in that and he can like empathize with our grief and we're not alone because God knows what we're going through. Sometimes it feels like God is just far away and he's like above us, which he is, but he also can empathize with us and know what we're going through and like guide us through tough seasons. So that was really encouraging to me.
0: It's good. What do you think, Ella, are common misconceptions about emotions or feelings in the life of the believer?
1: I think a lot of times non-believers think that like when they come to Christ they're gonna have a perfect life and because they're with Jesus they're not gonna go through hard seasons but that's not true at all and in those tough seasons that's when God is growing us and our faith is growing and we're learning to trust him that he is there in those hard seasons I think that then emotions can bring like shame and guilt like I shouldn't be feeling this way because Mm -hmm. I'm a Christian and it's easy to feel that like it's easy to feel the shame and guilt but it's also important to remember that that's okay and that God can help us through those feelings and though Jesus was sad too like it's okay to be sad but he's there to comfort us
0: yeah that's so good uh, last night I was reading this devotional by my friend MMA not enjoying the journey it's like a, a published book and the topic was you are made for joy. And she was talking about this difference between happiness and joy, because we often make this mistake that joy means we need to be happy. But if, as James says, we're to consider it all joy when we face trials, things that are hard, it seems to be this impossible paradox. Because how can we be joyful at all times or be joyful when life's really, really hard? Nobody's happy every single second of their entire life. And the point she makes is that joy is a deeper cheerfulness that remains even during tough times or tough things. And it is found when we are filled with the Holy Spirit through faith in Christ. And she she points to this idea uh, that says, so she she brings up this question, like, what does it mean to choose joy? If we are human and we do have these sad feelings and experience tough times and Jesus experienced hard emotions. What does choosing joy mean? And the way I'm summarizing, but essentially she says, hey, choosing joy means choosing Jesus, choosing to pursue intimacy with God, regardless of circumstances, regardless of our circumstances. And I thought that was really helpful to say joy comes when we are walking closely with the Lord. And it doesn't mean our circumstances change or that we necessarily feel happy, but it means we are anchored. Like we're we're grounded in truth as those waves of emotion or hard circumstances or challenges come. Would, would you have anything to say about that, Ella? Or, or what does that look like in your own life to recognize, hey, emotions are real, but God is still good?
1: Um, I think, like, you know, people always talk about, like, oh, does that make you happy? But, like, at the end of the day, happiness is, like, only—is mostly— defined as something that we get from this world and at the end of the day nothing from this world is going to truly satisfy us Mm -hmm. so really only in the presence of the Lord there's fullness of joy so just choosing joy daily knowing that this world like may bring its troubles but they're going to pass Mm -hmm. and they're going to go away so we can trust that our eternity is sealed with him so we don't need to worry about the little things in the day-to-day life
0: That's good. Maintaining that internal eternal perspective, I think, is really helpful, Ella, because in this passage specifically, Jesus is grieving. Like he shows up, and Lazarus has passed. Like, I mean, Mary says, "Lord, if you had been here, my brother would would not have died," and this greatly troubled Jesus, and it moves him to weep, to cry. And I, and I would venture to say grief is something that we don't talk about much in the church when we mourn great loss or great change. What does that look like in the life of a high schooler? Is that something you've encountered? Is that something you fear encountering? What does that look like for you?
1: So for me, I mean, I've been blessed that not many of my close family members have passed away, but I think like fear of grief is a very real thing. Hmm. Like seeing how I have friends who, like, their dad just, like, passed away all of a sudden, or their mom passed away. And, like, the fear of, like, being sad over that is hard because you know that they're in heaven with Jesus. But, like, losing them on this earth can be really hard and excruciating.
0: What what encouragement would you give those friends?
1: I mean, I would just tell them that Jesus lost one of his best friends, and he was sad, and that it's okay. Like— Grief is very important to process through those emotions, and you won't fully like heal from those emotions without going through all that grief, but at the same time having joy in the Lord and knowing that that was His plan all along, and that they will see them again someday, hopefully, knowing that if they were a Christian.
0: Yeah, it's almost like even in the absence of that loved one or that friend or that change, Grieving something that once was, it can feel like there's nothing to grab onto. But you're saying, hey, in the midst of all of that unsteadiness or mourning or overwhelming emotions, we have something to cling to. And that's Christ and his truth, the truth. Yeah? Yes. I love it. Well, Ella, thanks for being here.
1: Of course. We
0: are out of time. You did it. You made it through. I'm so glad you were here.
1: Thank and, you for having
0: me. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. You're so welcome. And as always, I am so glad we're on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.